Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to another episode of Two Kobolds in your trench coat. Um, Wait, whose trench coat? <laughs> your trench coat. My, mine? Specifically yep, my trench specifically coat? Your specifically your very own trench oh, coat. Oh, shit, they better be really small kobolds then, because I'm a stump, uh, so, you know. about like... three foot. <laughs> yeah, but that makes them like six feet. I'm not that tall. Well, there you go. Well, that, that, then you're part of the kobold totem. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no. yes, this week we are going to talk about motivations. Mm, now, yes. this is motivations for your players, motivations maybe for your campaign or your one shot or whatever you're doing, just how to motivate. Yes, indeed. So we all know what motivation is. It's the thing that drives us, the reason for doing what we do. And the whole reason for a party to come together. Why is this group of misfit assholes running around waving swords? You know, why Why are they doing this? What? Are, what's in it for them? What's the point? There's always got to be a motivation. There has to be a motivation. Otherwise, you're just kind of floating along, hoping for the best, really. And the same is said as well of the bad guys. It's not just the PCs that need motivation. It's the bad guys, too. So this this is an episode for both players and DMs. So stay tuned. Keep listening. This is this is important shit, yo. Oh my god, it's very important. <laughs> what? I think it is. I well, think no, motivation is. is a very important thing. Yeah, I mean, I've experienced recently. I've been doing a four part series that um, the motivation is to survive. Essentially, you know, every night this creature will come into the village, and it has certain targets to pick, and it kill and it can kill them and take like stuff. Um, and it's the party's motivation to stop it or let it happen, you yeah. know, and so far they've stopped it. So the motivation is like you experience this horrible thing happen at first because they didn't know it was going to happen. And then it comes back again. And now they we're aware. So the motivation is there for them to be like, you can either watch this other villager get absolutely mauled by this creature, or you can intervene. There's your motivation. I'm going to sit there with the popcorn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> wow, precisely. I mean, it could that. happen. It could happen. There's a motivation to do that. The problem <laughs> is one of the characters, it's their village. They grew up there. They were born there. Yeah. They lived there. So their motivation is, I know this person or I, my parents know this person. So that's how I built in the motivation. It's like they're going to this person's house. You know this person. Their children were your friends. So... Do you want to watch them get murdered or do you want to stay? Yeah. And so, ideally what's going to happen is they will draw the rest of the party in potentially. Yeah. So like motivation, motivation is a funny thing because not everybody is motivated by the same thing. And it, it's entirely character dependent. You know, not it's not a case of everybody is going seeking fame and fortune. That's, not not really going to happen. Someone might be trying to escape from a haunted past, so they turn to adventuring in order to run as far away as possible. The means to, you know, a means to an end, basically. Yeah. Some might be seeking a specific thing and therefore join the party because they think their chances of success may be higher. They might be motivated by money. An, an example of this is... Uh, 
in Homebrew Havoc, Mercy, heavily motivated by money, will do pretty much whatever is necessary if you pay her well enough. So quite frankly, if you've got enough gold, she will jump through hoops to do whatever you want her to do. Well, this is the thing. I mean, her and Valen are mercenaries, so they you know, in the world of the mercenary, you will work for whoever pays you the most money. Exactly. Um, whoever that may be, your yeah. morals are very low <laughs> when you're a mercenary. <laughs> very grey. You very, cannot, yeah. pl- cannot yeah, there's, play. There's no black or white. It's just like, yeah. do I? Well, let's, let's have some negotiations. What's on the table? What's the offer? Business. Let's get yeah. down to business. business first. Coin later. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You, could, you could be an altruist you know your your motivation is that helping the people benefits you know everybody everywhere all over you you could be that you're trying to save someone it could be that you are looking to find someone you know, maybe you maybe somebody's gone missing and you're trying to find them and you've got a clue that's led you there whatever it is the motivations for a party being together are not necessarily linked or linear. They can be like objectively completely different. You might have one person that's trying to run away from a certain set of people, but mm-hmm. then another character who actually wants to find those people. Yeah, be- precisely. Like they want to kill them or whatever. So they're actually their motivation is to stick with the party because this other person knows who they're looking for kind of thing you know yeah it's going to lead them to what they need to do yeah it gets convoluted so motivations are different but the problem lies in providing an outlet for that motivation you know for dms this is particularly difficult because if you have a party who all have lots of different motivations there has to be something that links them a a singular thing that pulls them all together let's take for example you know, you know we might as well because we both play this um take homebrew havoc joining the rebellion quiz wanted them all to join the rebellion to help him find his wife mercy's not all that interested in joining the rebellion because she thinks it's stupid right it doesn't pay she's not interested this is a negative factor for Mercy. This She's is like, a negative factor I'm gonna for lose, Mercy. I'm more likely to lose money than gain money. This is why she walked away yeah. when... <laughs> Taj. Taj. The yeah. Taj. Uh, Mr. Gowan um, played morality chicken with her because... But she's not motivated by morality. She's motivated by money. She was quite happy to go along with it because Quiz offered to pay her. Well, yeah, essentially. And she was like, "Yeah, I'll go with you if you if you pay me. If you're paying me to be by your side, I'll do it." And when the Taj came in and was like, "Oh, well, if money's all you're after, I might as well go to the Clack Doom." Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> she what they literally <laughs> walked off because yeah. her motivation is money. If you are basically shitting on her motivation, she's not going to go along with it. She's not going to go along with you. Right. So as a DM, you have to take into account the motivations of your players and find a thread that will link everybody. So 
Mercy is still with Quiz because Fallon is interested in helping Quiz get his family back. He's not interested in the rebellion, but he's interested in helping Quiz. Because and he, yeah, he he is altruistic to think there might be some fame and fortune along the way. Yeah, he thinks he can helping. Be, he thinks yeah. that there's might be fame in there for him because yeah, you know Quiz is a play playwright. Yeah. You know, there'll be big plays about Fallon at some point in the future. Damn so right. Mercy's motivation is a she's being paid, and b Fallon wants to do it. I'd better go along with him to make sure that he doesn't get himself hurt. You know, he's my my little brother. I don't want him to hurt himself. Let's 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 go along. But it's for him. It's not Yeah. Or he doesn't get himself in trouble or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Quiz is doing it because Quiz has his motivations. If you haven't watched Homebrew Havoc yet, please do. Um you because we are giving spoilers here. And of course Rogar's doing it because Rogar's just a good guy. Yeah, he he basically Rogar doesn't sees... like the Black Doom. He wants to go against them at any opportunity and suddenly there's a rebellion. Oh <gasps> that's that's like, oh my god, that's everything he's probably ever wanted. You know? Yeah, and I Rebel, think, I think one of his motivations wasn't it like it was to protect people, protect you know, yeah, civilians essentially. So there you go, motivated, yeah. involved. But the thing that brought them all together, so Rogar was always going to go, Quiz was always going to go, but Mercy and Fallon were not. On so what was? So what <laughs> is the thread that would link them together? Oh, Quiz needs protection for his travelling theatre. Let's hire some mercenaries. Okay. They're the protection. There we go. If the Clathoon are paying Quiz to go around spreading this propaganda, they don't really want to invest all that money only to have him stabbed to death by some rebellion upstarts, do they? Well, I mean, you've seen it throughout history. There's there's an assassin that is working with some sort of splinter group that would assassinate a public speaker who's doing that sort of thing. So what's to say that couldn't happen to poor old Quiz? Yeah, exactly. So it kind of makes sense to do Yeah, exactly. And the clack doing it can be like, well, we'll just pay someone else now. So in that sense, yeah, it makes sense. In in that realm, it's like, yeah, of course, Quiz would be smart enough to hire some protection if he knows he's going out and doing this. Because there's going to be, like you say, one person can go, I'm not having this. Dagger, launch, or whatever. So that, so that is the thread there. Quiz ends up hiring mercenaries. That's how we end up in the party. And you know what? That's fine. fine. That's fine that the that some of us are not all that interested in the main thread at this point. We're literally think- like three sessions in, you know. There's time to develop you, that. Yeah, and I think when you have characters who are black and not black and white, they're very grey. That you have to have a there's more than one motivation yeah. that gets them interested. So it's oh, just yeah. unco- scratching the surface and trying to find that. Well, if it's not that, what else could it be? Okay, it's money. Okay, if it's not money, what else could it be? Is it family? Is it fame? Is it you know magical items? Even you're like, I'm looking for this legendary sword or axe or something. Right? Okay. Well, yeah. then there you go. Um, it's there has just, to be a, mo- a motivation for investment, I think. Yeah, it's it's basically like there has to be this thread that draws them on this adventure. Why are they together? You know, if you're just talking about, oh, the Guard of Hired are, are looking for adventurers. Uh, 
well, we kind of need some money. Let's go. If everybody starts out like that, okay, cool. But then what's the motivation to keep them together well, yeah, after I mean, it's finished, after that particular thing is finished? What's the motivation for them to stay together? I mean, hyper- this is, here's a hypothetical I'll shoot you. If, say, next session, God forbid, touch wood, touch wood it doesn't happen, quiz, something happens to him, he dies, his cat, you know, he's out of the picture, what's their, <laughs> what's their motivation then? I mean, because it's like, well... We were here to protect this guy, and now he's not here because we didn't do our job very well for reasons unknown. We kind of suck. We suck. So what? I mean, that could even be a funnier way. We're like the worst mercenaries ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, crap. what's our motivation then? Mm. You know, with a word, you know, our every bodyguard detail we've been on has ended badly. What, what's the motivation then? Yeah. You just go like. Well, we wanted money. We had money. We haven't got money anymore. Yes, that's us out. Catch yeah. you later. <laughs> and I think therein is an issue that I think a lot of games I've encountered. Like, I've been in some games where the motivation is clear. You are hired to perform this big deed. It's like Tomb of Annihilation. Like, you are hired to go and investigate this big thing. The whole campaign is about investigating this big thing. You're in it for the grind. You're in it for, (laughs) you know, you're in it for that. However, I've also been in campaigns where you're hired to do a small thing. And then once it's over, you're just expected to stay together. And it's like, okay, but why why are we expected to stay together now in my games i give my players options you know there's a rebellion going on in my sunday game they had the option of staying with the mercenary group that was sort of you know subtly spearheading it or they could have gone into the city by themselves and just done their own thing. Mm-hmm. But because they chose to stay with the mercenary group, they've kind of been they've kind of been kept together. And the reason that they've stayed together is because they're all in a similar situation. They're all strangers in a foreign land. They've 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 got something to relate to with each other. So but, their motivation is very much better the devil you know. Yeah. In the fact and, we're all together in this, then just going out on our own. Yeah. And yeah. on top of that, there's this whole, okay, well, we the, the mercenary group are like, okay, well, we don't fully trust you, but you guys seem to work well together. So maybe you guys can just sort of team up as a, like a little squad and we'll give you these simple jobs to do. And you can kind of prove to us that, you are who you say you are and that you're doing what you say you're doing. You're as good as you're saying yeah. you are supposed to be. And there have been a couple of times where I've outright said to someone, like, I'll give X person a a really small task, like a pathetically small, like go fetch some baked goods kind of thing. Go Go buy some pastries kind of thing. You could take whoever you want with you. I give them the option of forming a party with the PCs or with NPCs. So they have that option. 
And oh, so could they mix it up and pick like one NPC, one party yeah. member, and yeah. just have like a group of three or three of them? Or Absolutely, four of them, they they yeah. they have the opportunity to mix it up. Now, generally speaking, they go around together because they happen to be together at the same time. Oh well, actually, you guys, we have this thing that needs steering. You guys are available. Do you think you could help? Kind of thing, and that that's just kind of how it works. They stay together because of the situation that they're in now my monday group their motivation to stay together is we're all fucking targets for an assassin group <laughs> so Thanks we're numbers <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to protect each other one of them in fact no two of them know each other from they're from the same city one of them has been hired to protect one of those individuals and the final one is the person that they rescued from a ditch who thinks he owes them. But he owes them his, owes them his, his life and his money. And he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to make it up to you. You know, you saved my life kind of thing. They all have different reasons for being together. Some of like one of them is literally being paid to protect one guy. Two of them are friends. Oh, well, no. Friends is a strong word. <laughs> Acquaintances. Acquaintances. Yeah. And one of them was rescued. So, you know, it's like, yeah, they, they've all come together naturally and they've decided to stay together. They had the option of splitting back up, but they didn't. They decided to stay together, not because the, the quest told them to. Yeah. But because they thought it was better for them. So that's, there's like strong motivations there. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, there has to be a lasting motivation as well. Or there has to be several. Like yeah. we just, like we said there, it's like if one falls by the wayside, there has to be a backup one, I feel, to keep them. Because otherwise the characters just can go rogue and wander off and be like, well, <laughs> the main quest is over. I'm just yeah. going to go wreak some havoc or I'm going to go and figure out something else I'm going to do. Like, you know, going to go and, I don't know, stop like be like robin hood-esque and go and yeah like or some sort of highwayman and rob rich passers-by or something i don't know whatever motivation you can come up with then by that point if you haven't got one if you have only one sole one and that just falls apart then there's what else is to keep your character in the party it's yeah it, it falls apart it pretty be, quickly it can be difficult and the best way to keep people together i've often found is to encourage the social experience between them. Well, yeah, because then they build bonds and there's an investment in them. Yeah. And to be like, well, if anything should happen to them, I'm going to leap into action. Um, and my motivation is now to sort of aid them or save their life, one, one or other. See, I give my characters little gifts for good social interaction. They have a, they have a system called bond points. And they can spend bond points to essentially auto-succeed certain roles. Right. And to do cool stuff as a pair. So, like, if you're going to try and do this, uh, like, uh, Colossus and Wolverine's fastball special. Yes. If you want to, like, do that, you spend a bond point and you get to basically eliminate one of the checks that would go along with it because you'd have the athletics check to toss him, the dexterity check to not fall flat on your face, then the attack roll itself and all the... You get to basically eliminate at least one of those. Yeah, and, precisely. You know, 
you you gain those points by interacting with each other, learning about each other, sharing moments. And I like that. I like that. I like when they do that. So I reward them for that kind of thing. But that develops motivations. The social side develops motivations. I want to stay with this person because I like them. That's a good enough motivation. I'm going to hang around because I like that guy. Yeah. It it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be as whole, I'm on a grand quest to find the mystical MacGuffin of thingamabob. Yeah. Precisely. It can literally thing. just be, I, I like this person and I want to hang out with them. Yeah, we've travelled far and wide together and I've kind of built some sort of affinity towards them. Therefore, now I'm invested in their survival and or well-being. Yeah. it's And it's like I said, in my Monday game, one of them is literally with the party because she's being paid to be there. If the well, pay yeah. the pay isn't going to stop anytime soon, don't worry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to destroy the, your, your. I'm not going to destroy your your workplace. But if that money were to suddenly be pulled, she's gone. She would be gone, probably, unless she has another motivation. Which is why I try and drop. You know, I try and leave threads open for my players to to sort of pick at like why would they want to stay together i try and link things together from their pasts so i look at their backstories and try and find ways to sort of weave them together and sometimes it does it's not clear how i've done that until suddenly there it is whack i yeah, just, pre- I just present in, it it all it falls into, place. into place yeah and i'm very careful to not take for granted that they all have their own individual goals and things they want to achieve. I'm always trying to check in and say, okay, well, how are you doing with that thing? You know, well, how are we feeling about that? You know, what, what's, are we still motivated by this? Are you still motivated by this? Because motivations change. People change, people develop, people grow. This is why I'm not all that worried about Mercy being money-oriented, because people can change. They're, yeah, precisely. You know, things can happen that will, you know, Goals change, can be different, change you know, their worldview, yeah. you know. But you might, Mercy might be like, I've fallen in love, that's my motivation now. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> or maybe Rogar saves Mercy's life one day, and then she's like, I act kind of owe him a life debt now so that's a little uh, i kind of have so, to pay yeah, that off kind of have to hang around now yeah, it's <laughs> super serious i can't just be like well no. catch you later guys catch you later <laughs> bye no more money i go bye bye yeah. uh no if if so like it could be literally a life debt mm. yeah. you saved him and now this person feels like they owe you okay until that life debt is fulfilled they'll hang around that's that's generally how a life debt works at least so yeah. anything like that could happen. Mercy's motivations can change at any point. And it, as Fallon's could change at any point. And Rogar's could change at any point. And it's like... I mean, quizzes could change at any quizzes point. Quizzes could change. He might you be know? like, I've, I'm kind of fed up with doing their bidding now. My motivation is now to try and save as many people as possible yeah. without 
spreading this propaganda anymore or doing whatever I've got to do anymore because it's not beneficiary to me and it's and it I've got my family back I don't want to put them at risk anymore so then your yeah. goal tends to change it different it lines differently with what what you need to do now yeah, who's to say that you know if we get quiz's family back his motivation might be let's run the fuck away well, at least what lies them... beyond the mountains yeah. what lies over the sea you know well yeah that sort of thing where you go well i've got to get them as far away from here as possible now because they could be at threat of being recaptured again compromises me so my motivation is to do the the sound of music across the mountains into switzerland <laughs> <laughs> switzerland oh, the von quiz family the, the von quiz is it switzerland is it, is it switzerland that I think just it's basically switzerland. shot everybody <laughs> during the war well no i think it's no switzerland let them in but i think I went and watched this documentary once, and this is a sidebar, um, but it was like if the Von Trapp family did try to get across the mountains from Germany or Austria or wherever the hell they were into neutral Switzerland, they probably might waste, mostly would have died of exposure Yeah, there is because that. they had no winter clothes, they had no supplies, they were just crossing a mountain range. They probably would have made it a couple of days, but that's by the by. That is so by if, the by. But if but, the Von Quiz yeah. family wants to do that, then, <laughs> yeah. then hopefully they can make There's, it in the mountains. There is the nothing to stop Quiz from doing that. He needs a, you know, there needs to be some kind of motivation to keep going. And that's where the character development comes in. That's where the encouragement of interpersonal relations between NPCs, between PCs, between locate between locations even like you know is there something special about a place that you're trying to save or is there an object that you're looking for that will save your family or will save this person that you care about mercy took that information about the wizard thing and was like yeah cool okay i'm invested in this this is getting me toward one of my goals. What yeah, is that? This goal? is information you I don't want. Know. No, this is information because, I, I need. So I'm gonna yeah. Yeah, this is information I need. This is a motivation. This is a thing that interests me. That is the sort of thing that you you really need. You know, little things. Little things to hang on to, little reasons to keep people together. Yeah, because I remember in one of the very early games of the indie I played way back when, one of my character's motivations was there was this ranger, I can't remember his name now, but he was helping the group. But because my character's like young, impressionable, kind of new adventuring, he looked up to this guy as a mentor. So then that was his motivation to be like, I want to follow whatever this guy tells me to do. If he tells me I've got to then get to the tree line and hide and shoot my bow from there, my, I will do that. Yeah. So he was like, give me orders, Captain, whatever you want me to do, that sort of attitude. Because he was like this seasoned adventurer and I was just like a snot-nosed punk who was just like, whatever you say, sir, <laughs> that sort of motivation. Oui, mon <laughs> yeah, basically he saw him as like a, this guy is like my hero now. He's like... <laughs> my sort of Captain America type character. Like, I'm going to follow this guy into hell itself if he wants me to. I also just realised that I just smashed two languages together. That's just like... <laughs> Mon we, well, Mon yeah. Capitan... No. We, <laughs> is it yeah. Mon Capitan in French? I, I think it is. I, I know it is. I think, I think you I just... Think I think you were Spanish? fine. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I think you were fine. I, it might be French. It might be Spanish. I'm not sure. 
<laughs> it sounded very, very foreign, French Foreign Legion. French, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be amalgamation of anything. Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it's because I've been watching too much like Star Trek and John Delancey is Q. Oh, like, ah, Jean-Luc, mon capitaine. Yes. <laughs> I think that's where Jean-Luc. it comes from. But, um, um, yeah, there's yeah. that. But no, but I think I think motivations are a good way to sort of keep characters on the right path to yeah. whatever you need them to do. Also for their own personal gain as Dangle well. Dangle the carrot. Dangle yeah. that carrot in front of the donkey and the donkey will follow. Sprinkle those breadcrumbs and they'll yeah. follow them as long as the motivation it's, is there for them to do so. It is not always up to... It's not really up to the players to make their motivations fit the narrative. It's how to weave it together, I It's feel. how to weave it together. You, yeah. can't, you can't force a character's motivations to align with the narrative you have constructed. You have to give them reason. You you have to. This is a this is a DM thing. Yes, when you build a character, you build them with motivations. It's it's in it's in the backstory. You know what what they want to do, why they're doing the things they're doing, why they've gone adventuring, why they are where they are. Yeah, that's that's all that's all on the player. However, if you expect a player to shoehorn their motivations into the narrative that you have placed in front of them, you kind of run the risk of jarring the situation. You you run the risk of it not making any sense. You end up with a character who's driven to seek magic objects suddenly in the sewers fighting rats when they could actually be in a library learning about local ruins. So it's it's like you can't shoehorn them into it without a valid reason. Why is that person seeking relics in a sewer? Why are they in the sewer? What, yeah, what's the motivation here? What is, what? Yeah. Oh, because the quest giver has promised them information on X thing that they are interested in if they go and clear out the sewer. It's that simple. You know, why are they doing this? Why are they performing this task that, f- that fits with their motivations and runs with the narrative? Oh, well, yeah, precisely. information. It, it, that's all it needs information or a hint to an object or you know build that into the story that you're creating if all of your characters are just um local bums looking for for a quick score fine you know what that's an easy way to get them all together they're they're all looking for a quick score just send them on a quick journey maybe they figure out that actually they work better as a team and then they stay together. I mean, if, one of them may go on, sorry. If, if everybody's there for different reasons, find a way to bring them all together and give their motivations different reasons for staying together afterwards. 
drop those threads, put those links in. It doesn't have to be a big old woven novel. And a big tapestry. Of it doesn't have mo- to be a massive yeah, tapestry. It can just stuff. be like a, a single, like a single cord made on a crochet hook. That's all it needs to be. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was thinking then if you had like a party that was like, you know, you just said they're going for quick scores and stuff, then the motivation I think I'd present to them is like, you could potentially have a hideout if you wanted one. Yeah. You know, the motivation is there to get one, to keep one, to improve one. And maybe then you go on to bigger scores. Maybe it's not just the quick ones you're going for the bigger stuff. And then you're sort of steam, not steamrolling, but you know, you're off to the races with like, Oh, well maybe if we do have a hideout then, then we won't have to just keep going from tavern to tavern to tavern. We actually have a place we can come back to and store stuff. And you know, like the, the classic, you know, good guy headquarters, like you see in some sort yeah, of games. The and, and, yeah, the stronghold men, yeah, yeah. mentality where you get to a certain level now, right, you've got X amount of gold, let's upgrade the stronghold. Let's have, you know, better defences. There's more motivation. Then go, well, actually, I want that kind of secret tunnel escape route out of the hideout. So my motivation now is to get enough gold to build that or resources yeah. to build that. So there's there's other ways to pull these strings, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. And if you do happen to have characters with lots of different motivations, so like one of them wants to find a magic item, the other one wants to find a missing person, the thing there is they could combine their resources, you know. They might have different types of contacts that the other can get in touch with. They can, you know, help each other in that way. Oh, yeah, so even if they do have completely contrasting motivations, one is looking for money, one is looking for revenge, one is looking for a magic item. Okay, there's there's ways to link all those together. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't have to be a big thing, but it helps to have a reason for them to be together, to stay together. If they don't have that, there's nothing to stop someone from just walking off mid mid mission. You know, I didn't sign up for this. Bye, off they go. Well, yeah, I mean, you could that kind of mirrors mirrors kind of real life in some group situations where you all want to do something, and one person will go, "Well, this is not for me. I'm out." And yeah. now you're like, "Oh, you know, come on, this this is we got to stay together as a group." And the person's like, "No, thanks." Yeah, not, not into that. <laughs> I'm going. Oh, you know, doing like the team building abseil or whatever it is. And someone's like, Ooh, I'm scared of heights. I'm scared That's of heights. Not but then how do you motivate that person? You can't. Do you motivate that person or do you give them an alternative? Precisely. What's you at the bottom? An, is it is, yeah. is something at the bottom that they really need? Okay. Yeah. You're scared of heights. How are the different ways we can get you to the bottom that don't, involve you shitting yourself on the way down you know that's an opportunity for the other players to find a way to motivate them yeah to try and get you to help them and work as a team to get down yeah but like you say if there's no motivation to do that then you have to then go right now i have to figure out a way if this person's not going to go down what else can they do yeah maybe they they have to go back maybe there's like a a, a little sort of I don't know, maze or something they have to get back through or whatever, something to keep them guessing, to keep them invested as well if they're not willing to do the, the thing you've set the rest of the party at. But then that's that's the whole thing of, okay, if they 
if someone isn't motivated to do a certain thing, there should be another thread and there has to be a provision for it. Mm. That's kind of, I've said this so many times already, but it's, it's not up to the player to shoehorn their motivations into the narrative. Like don't, you can't expect someone to just suddenly make their motivation make sense for your narrative. There has to be, you know, give and take. There has to be give and take. Yes. Yeah. You've got to try. I think sometimes is is trying to find a middle ground for it to work. Yeah. To be like, okay, well, I can get you kind of halfway there. Are you willing to meet me kind of in the middle a little bit? And then we can figure it out from the rest of And again, that falls, you know, if you've, you can quite clearly have a frank discussion and communicate with the player and be like, right, what's your motivation? Because I'm kind of lost in what your character wants. I think we've kind of gone off track here. So give me a couple of ideas and I'll see what I can do. And I think that way you can go right now, the player, now you get the character back to being invested again, as well as the player going like, oh no, they've, they've kind of got what I'm getting. I'm putting out there now. So that's fine. Well, that's what we ended up doing though, wasn't it? That's, That's what we ended up doing with Mercy and Fallon. Like, okay, I, I kind of stuck with how we, you know, get involved here. What do you guys think? You know, get the other players involved, get the DM involved, just throw it out there. Like, guys, we're, we're struggling to fit with what's happening. But, you know, it, it, it's not making sense to us. Can you help us out? You know, yeah, from a character out. perspective, it's like they're not going to stick around for long. If it, because of reasons, they can be like, "Well, what's the investment for me?" So now, when you get that pool, everyone's sort of ideas together. You go right now. I can sort of play around with something and go right. This is kind of what we've got now. And they go right. That works. This is all fine. And then you move on. Yeah, and it can be a group effort. You know, oh well, actually, maybe this will work, or maybe this person can offer that. Or well, what if my my characters kind of feeling like this what if they mention something and then this conversation happened and you know maybe maybe my character's feeling on that might help motivate you know anything like that and you you find that a lot of that does happen naturally but sometimes you need to encourage it along a little as it were yeah, it's got to be a lot of like teasing it out and trying to sort of withdraw that kind of thing without being blatant and obvious. Yeah, it's just about... trying to set things up and going, okay, well, they didn't go for that, but they're going for this. It's about so, working like, with each other. Yeah, yeah. In that sense. And if all else fails, then there's the good old communication. Just go, look, I'm I'm not getting what I'm your not... character wants to do here. So <laughs> yeah. just give me some clarity. Just be clear. What is it you're after? Mm-hmm. What is it your character want to do? What's their motivation to be here? Yes, indeed. And then, and then if it's they just just be quite blatant and, and blank about and and you know frank about it, and I think then you you can get a better idea then. Indeed, but you know motivation goes the other way as well. When you're a DM creating a campaign, what is the motivation of your big bad? True. Yes, that because, is a good point. Actually, because I often find that players are invested or more invested, I should say, in a big bad that has a true motivation. Like, it's all fair and well saying, oh, they're a bad guy because 
they're a bad guy. But why are they doing the bad things that they're doing? Why are they raising the zombie army? Are they trying to take over? Oh, they're trying to take over the kingdom. Why? I mean, you could say, let's take the zombie army, for example. You could go, well, revenge. Why does he want revenge? Maybe the kingdom like wronged him in some way, killed his family. So he's like, well, I can't bring him back, but I can bring something else back that will fight on my side. Just as nasty as what you did to my family. Yeah. So I've, I've gone out into the world and found some necrotic magic. Now I'm using that against you because my motivation is my, you know, it's tragic, but it's justified to me because yeah. I want revenge on you. And, and death and destruction follows in my wake. Yeah. And then, but then that makes the big bad more believable. Hmm. It gives you a conundrum as well, because the reason they're doing what they're doing is rooted in something that happened in the past. It's kind of like when you look at the reason. Okay, because I watched this the other day. He-Man, Masters of the Universe. Yes. Now, why does Skeletor do the things that Skeletor does? It's not just because he's evil. Didn't he want to impress Mordark or something like that? So the the continuities are a bit wibbly, depending on which one you look at. But Skeletor was, in some continuities, the brother of He-Man's father. Oh, King Randall, yes. Yes. And in... In the continuity that we just watched, he was the older son. So he so was he essentially heir. He then. should have been the heir, but he couldn't be the heir because... His face off. No. See, this, here's the story. He oh. was the son of... The mother, his mother was from another race far away, and they were all like, yay, technology kind of thing. Mm. And it was like, well, he can't be because he's a child of that race. So it then went to Randolph instead. So it nullifies, yeah. Yeah. And so basically Skeletor, I forgot what his name was. Keldor. Keldor, that's it. So Keldor was sent away because he was basically like a bastard child. And they were like, oh, no, even though you're the oldest, you're being sent away. So they sent him away. Then Hordak came. That's it, Hordak. And yeah, not Mordak, Hordak. Mordak. <laughs> yeah. but Sounds so, like Kodak. <laughs> then Hordak came, devastated the Keldor's um, mother's homeland, and basically groomed him into being Skeletor, you know, take revenge against those who wronged you. Kind yeah, of they thing. took your birthright away and yeah, all that sort of stuff. They, yeah. they stole your birthright. Your brother has your fro- throne kind of thing. Even though, you know, the king was like, I didn't want this. Yeah, I was I was given it. I, didn't I was want a child. It, yeah. I didn't want it. it Very it much John Snow. I didn't want it. <laughs> I didn't want this. But, you know, so Skeletor's motivation is that he's trying to take back the throne that he believes should have been his because he was wronged. And so in that continuity, that's how it works out. Yeah. It's slightly different depending on which continuity you 
It's always it's, it's, it's always a, a different, really weird, kind of sort of very similar but slightly different reason each time. Yeah, and why does why does Darth Vader do the things that Darth Vader does? Uh, good question, actually. So obviously, Darth Vader was Anakin. Spoilers. If you haven't seen any of the originals from like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago now. Spoiler alert. So Anakin believes he's doing the right thing. But as he's going along, someone starts whispering in his ear about all the things that he perceives as unjust. And, you know, Anakin falls in love. As a Jedi, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you know, no ties, no tantrums, all that. And he's kind of like, well, why? And it, Anakin starts questioning the path that he's on, and someone takes advantage of that. Someone Have you ta- heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh, yes, someone, <laughs> someone takes advantage of that, and they yeah. basically Shreve Palpatine. Spoiler alert! If you it, haven't heard, yeah, they basically <laughs> groom him into becoming, yeah, the right hand, and but. As he goes along, he believes he's doing it for the betterment of the galaxy. He's led to believe this is for the, you know, the stability well, yeah, of the galaxy. I think there's a motivation there as well that, like, oh, you could lose your love, and I know how to keep them alive, and it's all yeah. that sort of like. That's that's the whole point of Pelagius the Wise. Like, he could keep people alive that he loved, and I can yeah. tell you how to do this power, but you've got to kind of come with me, sort of thing. Yeah, very much like corruption and corrupting. And that sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah. But even in like the original trilogy, Darth Vader did what he did because, you know, he followed an authoritarian re- regime. You know, this this was for the the good of the galaxy. This is what the galaxy needs. We're keeping order. He didn't go around fucking up random planets for no reason. That he chose like Coruscant for a reason. Yeah, Alderaan, I mean, sorry, not Coruscant. He chose uh, Alderaan, yeah, Alderaan for, a for a reason. I mean, you know, because that was where tro- they believed the rebellion to be. It was a yeah. little bit, you know, <laughs> overkill, but proved a point. Proved a point. Um, but you know, you go around force choking some admirals now and again when they stepped out of line. And stuff, yeah, he didn't, so didn't just like do it to. Didn't just do it to like rebels and traitors. He did it to his own. What does that one men. guy say to him? Basically, calls him like, oh, you know, you're kind of you believe in this old. Magic, you know, you're kind of a, just a henchman sort of thing. And next minute he's like, crunch. <laughs> and it's that thing when he, that guy fails and he goes, um, and he goes, Captain Piaf. And he, he yeah. says something to him and he goes, well done, Admiral Piaf. And he's like, oh, that guy's just been promoted because you've just forced like, that guy to death because yeah. he's failed. But, Motivations. <laughs> but Darth Vader had motivation. He had yeah. a reason for doing what he did. And... Okay, it wasn't all entirely 100% clear in the first trilogy, but then toward the end, he behaved in the way he did because of what came before, you know, the the whole he lost his he lost the woman he loved. He he didn't have a chance to know his kids kind of thing. Suddenly he's got a yeah. son and oh my god, the emperor is killing my son. My motivation has suddenly changed. I've got to go chuck him in. I kind of there, a big tunnel. <laughs> my my son believes there's still good in me. My boss is being a douchebag. 
I know what I have to do. You know, the motivation changed. There was even a theory behind that as well, that he was going to replace Anakin with Luke because Palpatine knew Luke. This is, again, sidebar. This is not a Star Wars podcast. It could be. We'll see. Um, (laughs) That Luke was going to become more powerful than Anakin and Palpatine was like, out with the old, in with the new. Junior's much better than the old fella, so let's get rid of him. Because let's not forget, by that point, Anakin was an old man. And he was kind of half cyborg. He's, so. he's more machine now than man, I believe yeah. the phrase yeah. was. But exactly. Yeah, so they had motivations. And they're the bad guys. It's not just as simple as world domination. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Thanos, Otherwise you're just like a maniac. <laughs> Thanos' motivation. Fine. I'll do it myself. Was Snap. Yeah. Thanos' yeah. motivation for doing all the things he did was to maintain balance in the universe. Well, he even says there's the world, the universe has a finite amount of resources. There's too many people. Yeah. Like what happened on Titan, things will get used up and the civilization will crumble. So what I'm going to do is snap out half the population, therefore enough resources for everybody. Yeah. And you go, that's madness. And he's like, but it's, actual makes sense man. but it makes sense <laughs> that is what made him such a great villain yeah there was because logic to his madness there was logic to it it was yeah. so logical it was like well, yeah, he's not he's wrong right. <laughs> he the way he's going wrong. the method is bad but the logic is sound it's kind of sound <laughs> that's what makes him a great villain so so yeah. great villains have a motivation for doing what they're doing. And it's not just as simple as I want to be king of the world because who doesn't want to be king of the world? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes I look at the world and think, no, 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 no. If I could just, you know, change that, I totally would. But I can't, so I don't. (laughs) I can't just snap my fingers and suddenly everything's different. So I do what I can. But... If you were in a position where, you know, actually, no, fuck it. I hate how this is going and I now have the means to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing because X, Y, Z reason happened in the past and I don't want this to happen again or I do want this to happen again or I want everything to 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 um, be different or whatever. Yeah. You're... NPC baddies should have as big a motivation as your player characters. And it it's so easy just to say, oh, they're going to, this person needs to be stopped because they're, slaughter, they're going to slaughter a village. Yeah, but why are they going to slaughter the village? Well, because the why, the why they're doing it might open up avenues to fix it. Well, this is again referring back to the, the four part series I'm doing at the moment. The the creature that was sent to the village to kill was being controlled by one of the elders in the village because his family, over years, had maintained control through basically doing a deal with this like evil spirit of the forest. So they gave them control over this this creature that killed people to keep the population in check with also the added bonus that they were able to cast something that made them forget. Uh-huh. So every so often people would just forget that, that this thing had killed people 
So there'd be new people would come into the village and then they'd forget that they were new people and they would just become part of the village. And this person just made this family, this guy, this generation, this family just over generations had just continued to do this. Otherwise, his soul was kind of on the line. Yeah. His motivation was like, I got to pay the price to this dark spirit. Let this creature kill a couple of people every so often, every like autumn season, kill three or four people. My set debt will set. The village continues. People forget that this is this horrific things happened. We carry on living. More people come to the village. They forget. The village gets new blood, and the cycle continues. Yeah, and it's, everyone's kept safe. It's also like the motivations for keeping things a certain way as well. Like there's um, yeah. there's a film coming out called Damsel. I don't know if you've oh, seen. Oh yes, I've seen the trailer for that. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It looks pretty good. And I'm I'm guessing from the premise of the trailer, but basically from the trailer, it looks like the premise is the queen sent the crown princess to die as a sacrifice to keep the 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 city some safe sort of or, or whatever some sort of some kind of ancient debt, yeah. debt keep the city safe. Mm-hmm. But is that her only motivation? Probably not. Because when you think about it, if they know about this creature, what's to have stopped them from researching it and over time finding a way to defeat it? They just carry on. They just keep giving it these things because it's the easy way out. But also because it maintains the status quo. Yeah, it's the path of least resistance, isn't it? It's like if I keep doing the norm, then nothing gets the, the balance isn't shifted at all. You know, everything stays the same. But it's yeah, and that's the thing. It's about maintaining power. It's about maintaining this impression that this royal bloodline is the only one able to save the kingdom by making these sacrifices. But actually, they're not even they don't even appear to be sacrificing their own people at all. They're just Picking at random and go, you'll do. And you'll that's do. It. And... Marry the prince. Oh, fuck off. Bye. And yeah. that's a motivation. I want to maintain the status quo because it benefits me. Yeah, that was the motivation one of my villains had. His family had always been in control and his maintain his, his status quo was, yeah, his yeah. motivation was to maintain the status quo because that's yeah. the, all he knew. Keeping, keeping his power. It doesn't... Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about gaining power. It can be about keeping it. Keeping it. Um, and, you know, maintaining this will benefit me. So carrying on doing that thing, it doesn't cost me anything. It doesn't yeah. impact me. So doing that thing well, actually like he... is beneficial. So that is a motivation. Not necessarily I'm doing this because I was wronged, but I'm doing this because it keeps me on the seat of power. Or Precisely. I mean, you just got to look at history and like Eastern European dictators and other dictators across the world. That's what they did. They maintained the status quo to stay in power because yeah. any slight shift left or right could mean they're out yeah. out the door. And invariably, that's kind of what happened to some of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, how do I maintain the status quo? How do I keep things? in a As manner are. that's beneficial so if it's not my my baddie wants to gain power because he was wronged it could be my baddie wants to maintain power 
because it benefits him or because he's that's greedy awesome. or because that's how things have always been. He He's an asshole. He thinks he's right. He thinks that he deserves this. He thinks that he's um he thinks that he's God or whatever. Yeah. And you know, this guy thinks he's God. Go kill him. But that doesn't sound quite as good as this person is slaughtering people to maintain the status quo in a city that is slowly crumbling under his rule. Yeah. That kind must... of sounds better than yeah. this guy thinks he's to, God, you know. You're going to have to deal with him. So it's yeah. like, right, well, now we've got motivation. But it makes him a better villain because there's something underneath the I'm a bad guy, I sacrifice people. Why? Why do you sacrifice people? Because it benefits me because I don't care about them. Because they're yeah. little people, I'm a big person, and this is my place, and that's their place. It's okay for them to die because it means I get to live. Give them depth. Give them a motivational depth. Not just, I'm a bad guy, I'm going to take over the world. Why are you going to take over yeah. the world? And I think, to wrap this up with final thoughts, you've got to have motivations for both. So your your NPCs and your good guys, as well as your bad NPCs and your bad guys, there's oh, got yeah. to be investment from both to make it more believable, more worthwhile. Because if one has investment, you get to the bad guys and they're like, "Yeah, we just like to kill people," and they're like, "That's very two dimensional." Yeah, <laughs> like, what, it doesn't what, what? feel satisfying. No, when you finally take them out, you're like, "Well, that was kind of like, mm, okay, nah. yeah." I know that I should feel proud, but really I just feel like I was cheated out of something. This feels cheap. (laughs) Yeah. So having that emotional investment from both sides, it creates better characters because it gives them a reason for being so. Better PCs because it gives a believable reason for them to be existing in that space at that time with those people. And Mm -hmm. better NPCs, especially bad guys, because it gives them depth. And a, a baddie with depth is always more satisfying to to get rid of. Yeah. Thanos was one of the greatest villains, I think. Yeah, without doubt. Because he had a logical, like we mentioned, logical motivation that was, you know, surrounded by absolute lunacy. <laughs> He had emotional and, depth as well. Yeah, so there was and there that. was and there was a motivation for the Avengers to get their loved ones who'd been snapped into non-existence back. Yeah. So yeah, there, there you we go. go. Motivations good for both sides. Exactly good for everybody. <laughs> and we'll end the episode there. Yeah. So yes, come check us out. Come check us. Look at wherever you get your podcast because we'll most likely be there for episodes from series one as well as up to date for this series two as well come find us on our social medias yes social medias including the mastodon the zitter the tumblr the website which we're still we're still raising money we're still raising money to buy our actual domain name because you know they cost money (laughs) you know Money doesn't grow on trees, sadly. And um, unfortunately, we can't find pots of gold at the end of the rainbow. Sad no. to say. Uh, so come donate a little bit on our coffee as well. Just Google Two Key App Podcast. It has to be Two Key App Podcast. If you do just Two Key App, you end up with some really weird results. I know because I found them. 
I tried to Google them. I tried to Google us. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, so two key app podcast or two kobolds in a trench coat podcast, preferably. And um, yeah, seek us out on the socials and see what's what what's happening and check out our cool logo because we had an update for this season it's now gold yeah. and red and it's so pretty and it's yeah looking fancy thought we'd have a so bit of a glow exactly. up for season two yeah. so yes thank you for joining us we hope you enjoyed our episode and we will see you next time take care now bye bye